Hello, I'm Katrina King, General Manager for Capital Solutions, and welcome to QPod, QIC's Investor Insight podcast series. Through QPod, we invite our listeners to join us for an exclusive conversation with our team of experts on a wide range of investment insights. Today, I'm excited to be joined by QIC's Director of Fixed Income and Absolute Return, Beverly Morris. Welcome, Beverly, to what I think is your first QPod. It is, Katrina. Thanks for having me. Beverly, it's that time of year where the calendar draws to a close, investment teams start to slow down, take stock, and try to get a bearing on what the next 12 months will bring. So now that we're on the cusp of 2022, what are some of the key thematics you think are in store for fixed income investors? Well, I mean, it's certainly been an interesting couple of years if we sort of think back to the the big themes of the last couple of years in 2020. Um, It was all about COVID and dealing with the pandemic and the global recession. Uh, This year, um, the the theme has changed once again and inflation has been the really big theme in markets. and, And that's really been what everyone's wanting to talk about this year. So you're right, you know, it, it's it's interesting for us. Um, we're, we've just finished our quarterly outlook uh, and we're thinking that little bit ahead of what, what does 2022 have in store for us? And um, we've put together what we think are the four big themes for fixed income investors. And we're gonna talk to you about a couple of those today. Well, let's start with the big one, inflation. It's been a big theme for last year, and I think you were pretty early, about 18 months ago, putting out an inflation viewpoint. We've seen some pretty big prints in actual inflation markets this year, and I was wondering what your forecasts would be from here. Yes, it has definitely been the theme of of this year, and you're right. You know, we we did put out a piece fairly early on in the pandemic, um, about eighteen months ago, where we were highlighting to investors that you know we thought some upside risk to inflation was something that they should consider. And obviously, you know, like most, we didn't foresee the types of inflation uh, prints that we're seeing right now. But it has been a very fruitful strategy for our active portfolios. Really over the last 18 months, we've held that same core view in portfolios. And you know, really what we want to highlight today is the fact that we have had a view change on the inflation market. Of course, we're very excited to hear about what this new view is and, and how it might relate to positioning. Yeah, look, I mean, it is, like I said, it may seem like an unusual time to be calling time on this long inflation view, given that it's certainly all that, you know, people are talking about currently. Um, But I want to make the point that, you know, this view change isn't necessarily a view that we think inflation is going to be falling sharply from here. It's just a view on the inflation market itself, which we think is, you know, we've we've reached a, a very big level in that market recently, and we think it's about time that we called a day on that particular view. Why have we done that? Um, It's important to remember that, you know, again, it's not about inflation or where we think inflation is heading. It's what's already priced into markets. And 18 months ago, there was very little priced in those markets. Um, It was all about recession and deflation fears, which had been really around for a decade or so. We've seen a huge move in those markets in the last 18 months. Recently in in the US, for example, we hit a $1,000 
a 12-year high in that market. So what's changed for us? Firstly, and probably most importantly, is that we always knew there was going to be a, a level or a time where this reflation thing was going to cross into another phase. Uh, and that phase was going to be one where inflation became high enough, inflation market pricing reached a level where the market would start to think about rate hikes and the exit from monetary policy. That's where we are currently. And we think because of that, we're going to see quite a shift in market correlations in 2022, so that even if we do continue to see high inflation coming through, and certainly that's a risk that we wouldn't rule out. Um, obviously, QIC has recently put out a paper, you know, talking through some of the implications of, of some of those higher inflation scenarios. We think for the inflation market, though, probably what will happen is the market will continue to consider policy tightening. And so there's a natural cap on those assets. So it's really interesting with what you're seeing in terms of the actual inflation prints that you've seen, but also perhaps a, an outlook on more muted changes going forward. But tell me a little bit more about the market that you trade, how that has been in the last couple of years and what you think that that market might look like as an opportunity set going forward. Look, it's an in interesting one because, you know, fixed income asset classes is very broad and, you know, we do have, you know, instruments in the fixed income asset class that are essentially pure inflation hedges and we have utilised these, you know, for many years. They are less liquid markets, particularly in Australia. They are more technical markets as well. So you do need a certain level of skill and expertise as a manager to be active in those um, asset classes. But as I said, you know, QSC has got a long history in the inflation space and we obviously manage inflation portfolios for many of our clients. But yeah, look, it's been a very interesting few years, you know, for a market that has had um, several years of very little interest, very little volume. There's just been an extraordinary um, increase in demand for these assets in the last 12 months. TIPS market has seen huge flows um, into, you know, ETF products, um, so much so that, you know, this year, for example, we've probably seen five times um, the normal volume go through as people look for those inflation protection levers. And unlike many other assets, um, which people have you know, tried to utilise as an inflation hedge, some of which you have to say probably weren't as effective as people thought. Um, you know, these assets are, are linked to CPI and, and they're very useful if you do still feel like you need that inflation protection. Thank you. So very much one that comes back into the tool set of an active manager and, and sounds like can be quite a direct inflation hedge versus some of the others that we may have been looking at in the past. You're listening to Katrina King and QIC's podcast where our Director of Fixed Income and Absolute Return, Beverly Morris, is taking us through the fixed income strategies that you'll need to be thinking about for 2022. So Bev, if you can just do a quick recap here. We've talked about hitting peak inflation concerns and now perhaps tilt a little bit more towards traditional bonds and, and sovereign bonds. They have come under a lot of fire in recent years as people have been more concerned about whether they can still be defensive in portfolios. Is this something that's starting to change as you think about the way inflation is changing as well? 
Yeah, look, it's a really interesting question, Katrina. I think, as you said, obviously, you know, the fixed income asset class has been very challenged by low yields, both domestically and globally. And you're right that people have questioned their ongoing usefulness as a portfolio diversifier, and that's understandable, you know, when rates are at zero. But, you know, we've we've come a long way in terms of market developments this year. And, um, you know, obviously we, we've seen some very strong policy responses globally. And I think it's probably fair to say that whilst the recoveries have been very patchy, things have turned out a lot better than probably people had thought 18 months ago. So that's why the market's now looking towards the policy exit. And what we do know is that that policy exit phase uh, can and usually does bring with it a lot more volatility. And that's why we're calling 2022 the year of volatility, because the policy exit is probably going to not go too smoothly. And another point to make is that, you know, yields have risen a long way uh, in the last you know six or so months have, as markets have started to price in what is now quite a meaningful tightening cycle um, in Australia and in many parts of the developed world as well. So yields are now higher. So the forward looking expected return of bonds is, is much better than it was. But at the same time, those higher yields also now bring into play that defensive quality that has had probably eroded. So whilst we still, like most people, you know, would not be surprised to see yields continue to drift higher next year as policy tightening does begin, that's certainly our base case view, um, that defensive feature of bonds is much improved than it was, you know, say this time last year. Um, a lot of the portfolio uh, shock analysis that we've done would suggest that you're likely to get at least a 50% better return from sovereign bonds now uh, in a risk off shock than you would have a few years ago. Now, and we're not saying that yields are peaked or fixed income returns are going to be as good as they were maybe 10 or 20 years ago. But I think, you know, what the recent Omicron developments highlight, um, and that was a day when, you know, 10 year yields in the US actually had their largest one day fall in 18 months, still goes to show that in a true risk off event, bonds are likely to be, you know, one of still the best assets to hold in your portfolio. So just to Put all that together and maybe challenge that if if we have more defensiveness or, or defensiveness coming back, but also a forecast for more volatility, what's the best way to think about putting those bonds back into portfolios and how do we ride that wave in the best way? That's a really good question, Katrina. I think, you know, it's certainly not the case that we would view all fixed income markets as offering the same qualities here. Uh, you know, one market where we do believe there is certainly value would be in Australia and the Australian front end in particular, where the market is now anticipating quite a series of rate hikes by the RBA over the next couple of years. In fact, it's got roughly three hikes priced next year and about four the year after. Uh, and, you know, our view would be that that's probably unlikely to be delivered at that sort of pace. Um, and so, you know, th that is where we do see an opportunity here. We're certainly not saying that it's time to get all back into to bonds at the current um, juncture, but I think if you had been investor that had you know shunned bonds, thinking that they offered you no defensive qualities anymore, I think it's about time that people started to reconsider that again. Thanks, Beverly, for joining us today and sharing with us a couple of those key thematics that you think are really going to be impacting fixed income allocation through 2022 and 
very important to be cognizant of. We talked about inflation and whilst we may have reached for now peak inflation concerns in the market, the market is very much more pricing that in and so whilst that market's now sort of alive for an active manager, it may be more fully valued right now. And then I think it was really interesting to get your take on bonds regaining their defensiveness and particularly even with the vol anticipated in that front end of the Australian market. Thank you for listening to QPod today. I'm Katrina King, General Manager for Capital Solutions. And if you'd like any further information, please visit our website where you can access our latest thought leadership insights.